Hey there, and welcome to episode 11 of Wheel Snipe Selly. I'm Ryan, a.k.a. Macris the Tater Jaeger. I'm Steven, also known as Sven Svechnikov. And with us today is our very special musical newly EDM guest, Lev. Hey guys, I'm Lucas, otherwise known as Lev Lebedev. Good to have you. Yeah, thanks for having me again. Always a pleasure. I feel like he's not really a guest anymore. Yeah, I mean, I don't know when we turn this into a TriCast, but... <laughs> now that now that he's, like, more official, it's it's kind of just moving to that official phase. I don't know, I kind of like my title of uh, Special Musical Guest. <laughs> Has a good rig to it. I like it. So, anyway... This was a pretty cool week. Uh, draft is super exciting leading up to draft. All the draft things. This was a shitty week to be sick because I didn't even get to watch the Jays draft. I just slept through the whole thing. But I was pretty pumped. How did you guys feel this week? Especially Lev, considering this was your this was your first actual draft. Yeah, ooh, it was a uh, it was nerve wracking. I wasn't sure what to expect. Um, I especially like the last couple of days there was just like so many you know gms and scouts that were like all just kind of like shooting off last minute questions um i felt like a robot i was just like generically answering the same questions over and over again from all these different scouts and then i think like the last day there was a few teams that reached out and i like didn't even have time to answer them because i was doing like date day with my girlfriend um but I was honestly pleasantly surprised with the production quality of the draft. Um, I think it was like entertaining to watch. The announcers did a really good job. Um, and just like watching the, you know, picks come in, all the renders for all the players, like you could tell that there was a lot of work that went into it. And that was, uh, it was good to see. And I got picked to EDM, which was the team I wanted the most. I I didn't think it was going to happen, but damn, felt good. It's always my favorite part of the draft, too, is seeing all these renders. Because a lot of them are, are pretty expected. Like, people just have renders for hockey characters. But then you have the people that have, like, Viking renders or animal renders and stuff and they always go pretty all out on those they're always great to see yeah i really like the duncan the walrus render i was gonna bring that up that made me laugh pretty hard so you know where that's <laughs> from right i do not there is a geico commercial way back where they're talking about, like, they have a walrus, a hockey player, he's a goalie, and they're, like, talking in the booth about, like, Geico insurance and stuff like that, while hockey players are trying to shoot pucks into this goal that is smaller than this walrus, and his name <laughs> is Duncan. Now, I don't know if that's necessarily where Duncan the walrus got his inspiration, but that image is straight up that walrus, like, with the helmet on and everything. I feel like it was, because I feel like Duncan the Walrus initially created as a goalie, and then okay. changed to a defenseman. Okay, okay. That's glorious. I could be wrong on that, though. So, I thought that was pretty great, but... I mean, we all know that I've had a thing for Duncan the Walrus since literally his creation day. Yeah, I'm surprised you're not more disappointed that he didn't end up going to Edmonton. I knew he wasn't going to Edmonton from the moment. Like, there was no way he wasn't going in the first five. Like, no way. And we didn't have yeah. a pick there, so... I was realistic about that whole situation. <laughs> yeah, so Lev went to Edmonton, um, keeping that vancouver edmonton pipeline alive Hell yeah uh, 
Well, did you did you have any idea or suspicion that you would be going to Edmonton? How did your scouting or any of that go? Uh, yeah, I actually was convinced that I was not going to Edmonton. Um, as Boom was the one who scouted me, and my conversation with Boom was very short. They asked me just a few questions, and that was it. And so afterwards, I was kind of like, damn, I don't think they're very interested. Um <laughs> Looking back, Boom was the only one who actually asked about, like, contract stuff. So I feel like that was kind of a clue that I missed out on. Um, but yeah, out of all of my conversations with GMs and scouts, I feel like Atlanta seemed really interested. Um, New England seemed really interested. And I think the person who asked the most questions was uh, Tampa. So, like, those three, I kind of assumed I was going to go to, like, one of those. Um, so, yeah, I was pleasantly surprised when I went to Edmonton because they were my number one pick. And I was just absolutely convinced it wasn't going to happen. Were you disappointed, happy, or just content that you um went in the second uh i think for like ego i would have wanted to go in the first and i talked to keegan and keegan sounded like he was planning on picking me in the first um but kind of like last minute decided to gamble and go with maverick first and then me hoping that i would still be around in the the beginning of the second round um so I kind of get it, but, you know, that being said, it really, like, at the end of the day, it doesn't matter, you know? Um, yeah. I what? still got drafted before Latrell did, so, you know, fuck you, Latrell. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. If, Latrell, if you're listening, I, I only say that because you play for Anchorage and you, you took my uh, Rookie of the Year nomination. <laughs> yeah, I... Um. You actually went one position higher than I did in the draft. You were 23rd? I was 23rd in my draft. Uh, Edmonton had 21 and 23, and Tampa Bay had 22. So we thought I was going 21, maybe, and then I didn't. And I'm like, all right, well, Tom said Edmonton, or, uh, Tampa Bay wants me, so I'm going 22 then, probably. And then I didn't, and I was like, all right, if I don't go to 23, I'm burning this place down. <laughs> literally both the teams that were, like, interested in me had now had the chance to pick me, and neither of them had. <laughs> I, I was, like... Obviously, I'm a little bit biased, but I was very surprised that you didn't go in the first. Because I was looking at a lot of the first-round picks as they came in, and a lot of those people had just, like, very concerningly low bank accounts. And I feel like if you're a, a bona fide first-rounder, you got to be able to pay for all your all of your training in your first season at least but yeah i think that's just is, me i think this is where like scouting must play such a big role cuz like personally looking at this i would not have picked a lot of these people first round now granted team needs and locker rooms and, and relationship stuff you know with these people knowing each other or whatever but I, I wouldn't. There, they didn't have banks. Like people acted like, or in the draft, they talked a lot about, you know, it's like, oh, this player, you know, w looks like a good, good buy at this late in the draft. And it's like, what? No, they're not. You literally have people with huge bank accounts, like, and just as much TPE that are available. That's not a steal. It's not like getting away with something. Like. You drafted yeah. someone with $4 million. 
Like, maybe they're about to be rich, and you know that because you scouted them and you know what's going on there, so fine. But, like, from an outside perspective, it just seems like a riskier choice. Like, someone with a large bank account, especially, like, a first-gen, is highly likely to continue being active because they put all that effort in. I think uh, this draft class especially just had so many people over 300 TPE. And I think part of the reason why I didn't go in the first round was because I created after the J draft. Um, and I think that was kind of a turnoff to a lot of GMs. But, and I think the announcers touched on this, um, for like scouting purposes, it almost seems better to look at like a average TPE weekly as opposed to like a total TPE just to see like who's consistently updating, who's consistently bringing in TPE um, outside of just like the bank accounts and things like that. Yeah, because the difference between like even you and the top of your class is honestly minuscule through the the course of 20 seasons or whatever your career is going to be. And even in just like, TPE wise, in the matter of like a day, just going from the the J to SHL has given me so much TPE. Like I don't even know where I compare to the rest anymore. But like I jumped from like 300 to like 369 in like a day. <laughs> yeah, I mean honestly, everyone else should have done that too. But yeah, it. It just doesn't actually matter. Um, at, at like a full build, 50 TPE is like one point. So that's never going to make or break a pick. Um, and I think that's why you tend to draft more for... Or if I was a GM, I would tend to draft more for locker room presence and activity over what your present stats are yeah i mean i see that i'm just gonna pick on somebody really quick so because i know atlanta had talked to lev and was interested in lev so if we look at tpe for their first round pick they picked up what philip uh dimitra right was yeah. a defenseman looked Looks good. I'm not saying anything wrong with the guy. Uh, he had 316 TP at, before the draft. Uh, it's probably higher now because there was an update. Uh, where Lev only had 300. But he's only got 4 million in the bank. So you drafted a guy with 4 million in the bank at 13. He can't do he can't do his seasonal coaching. He only has two weeks of or three four weeks of training in that account. Like. Um, I'm not feeling it. I'm really not, you know, like. Yeah, it, it's definitely concerning to me. Like, you draft Levin that same spot, and he's 40 TP up on this guy, literally in now, right now. Like. <laughs> yeah. So, maybe, you know, I don't know anything about Philip. Maybe he... he you know, is a cool yeah. dude, and he's, like, really invested in their locker room, or he's uh, sleeping with somebody important, whatever, but <laughs> just just throwing I, it out there that I think Atlanta missed on that pick. And I've actually even happier for us that they did. Yeah, for sure. I've actually got the um, the class chart pulled up, and Lev is actually fifth in the class right now for TPE. Um, it doesn't really mean a lot because we're kind of in the middle of updates. So this is going to change wildly, but it's just kind of our point. Because I think before the draft, you were, what, like 23 or 24? Yeah. So it's something that can fluctuate pretty wildly. And another thing that I don't really have evidence for, but 
I feel pretty comfortable saying is like I feel like your draft class in particular was really they really skimped on media in general. I think just a lot of players weren't really making money. So I think over the course of this season, now that everyone's training is more expensive and the coaching is more expensive, there's going to be a lot of people that just can't pay for things. Yeah, and you could see that just from, like, the bank accounts. Like, the top of the class was definitely pretty stacked. Like, the the top three, top four people in the class, uh, which actually the top three or four were all first-gen first characters, they all have, I mean, as big a bank accounts as I have, which is pretty impressive. I mean, that'll go pretty quick if they're not keeping up on it. But the next several that went were all recreates that all have very reasonable bank accounts, I feel. Like, they didn't produce a lot of media because they didn't have to. And But there were definitely a couple in the upper upper ends that came in from other leagues that definitely knew what they were doing as far as how to make money. Like Southpaw, which I believe, Duncan the Walrus, which I believe is uh, ISFL. Is that the league? Yeah. Yeah. So I I figured he'd be, he knows how to make money. Same with, I think, T-Muse and uh, Vitor. So they all knew how to make money. But there's definitely like a concerning uh, section of the class where you've got people that are even recreates with very little bank accounts. Like, I feel like I haven't even heard or know anything about a lot of these characters outside of hearing their name in draft. Um, I think it's contrasted pretty sharply with the new group of rookies that just came in for the Jays draft. Like, even if you discount Issa and Moose with all of the media that they've done, there's still quite a bit of media from all of these rookies, and they weren't even drafted until today. Yeah, you know, I'm actually pretty um, disappointed. I'm not disappointed, but I'm bummed. I dropped a uh, a media dump that's just, like, the basics of all the people up for draft. Uh, I dropped mm-hmm. it on Wednesday, and I labeled it for free use. Like, anyone just fucking copied my data and it, talk about it and make money. And uh, I didn't see not, I didn't see anyone do it, and instead, everyone took their own original shit and posted it up. And I was just like, well, fine, everyone's thinking <laughs> for themselves, and... <laughs> That's just like a a concerning trend that I saw. Um, I think it's... We'll see how it actually pans out this season, now that everyone has to actually earn money. Yeah, I mean, even Lev isn't producing a ton of media other than the podcast. Yeah. Which is enough to stay pretty relatively afloat, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah. Between this and Twitter, I stay relatively decent, but outside of this, I don't have a whole lot of time to pump out much media. Yeah, it's the joys of I wasted a lot of time in the beginning to set myself up for a position to be able to then just dump shit when I was ready. But then, like, all of these people are basically going to have a choice where they're either going to have to get a job on the site or produce some media or graphics or they're just going to stop earning. Yeah. So we'll see how it goes. Um, Either way, uh, I think... I don't think I'm being biased here, but I think you were a steal it. 22 and i think that will shine through 
in the next couple of seasons. I yeah. think uh, one of the biggest disappointments of the draft was the fact that no Whalers went in the first round. Yeah, I was very surprised by that. Can I say one of the biggest disappointments is that not only did a goalie go in the first round, but that it wasn't <laughs> Olaf. Yeah. If you're going to ruin my fucking mock, at least ruin my mock for the best goalie in the class. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that was, that was another thing about the, the SHL draft is it was a rough season for mocks. I think all of the GMs were just ridiculously tight-lipped about where they were going. I mean, I'm gonna be pretty honest. sure I had the first five or six picks right, and then not a single one after that. <laughs> I think a lot of GMs didn't know, didn't actually know what was gonna be available by the time they were looking just because this class felt pretty stacked. And every time I say that, I feel like I have to say it again next season because, like, look at this J-Draft. When this J-Draft goes up for draft, that is going to be a stacked class. Yeah. Yeah, we can just transition right into the Jays draft because holy shit. Um, the Jays draft actually went for eight rounds. Which is absolutely insane. We had people passing in the third round of this SHL draft. Jeez. For comparison. You said it went for like three hours? Yeah, like three and a half hours. That's insane. Um, and it's not like people were just picking up random pieces either. Like People were picking up active additions to their roster in the eighth round. So it's it's absolutely wild. Um, I feel like I'm very happy with how Vancouver pulled out in this draft. Uh, we went in thinking that we were only going to have two picks. And we came out with four rookies that like each of them were very high on our board. We we're actively aiming for all of them. We got everything that we wanted and didn't really have to break the bank for it. I'm really excited about it. Um, our first pick was Keegan, actually, proving that the Edmonton-Vancouver pipeline goes both ways. It's pretty impressive. I always go <laughs> both ways. <laughs> I just can't believe he was available in the second round. Yeah, a, a GM in the second round. Yeah, I mean, it just like reaffirms how crazy this draft was. Generally, you kind of know who's going in the first round. And it's pretty much always if a GM recreates, it's He's going in the first round. But I think we had like 12 GMs recreate, <laughs> which is the entire first round. Just a lot and then of we had, hits. We had Isa and Moose in the first round who already have like 60 million in their bank account before they ever even got drafted. All the media. <laughs> And that's before their latest chunk got or graded. Yeah, they have like 50 million in ungraded media right now, right? Yeah, something like that. Like people were talking in the draft about how, you know, someone was like, I'm a updater and a GM and uh, this and a that, and they, they're going to have more money than me. Like, <laughs> And they haven't played a single regular season game with their actual team. Yeah. They were both DFAs, but... Where did they go? Um, I think... Moose went to Nevada, and I think Issa went to St. Louis. Okay. 
there was a lot of trades in this draft and the list isn't up yet so i'm not exactly sure where everyone went i don't even remember what picks we had <laughs> yeah well you were in it i was sleeping so you're our eyes in the sky <laughs> yeah we were we were trying to wheel and deal the entire time and most of our trades fell through. We had a couple that didn't, and we made pretty good use of the ones that didn't. We were just trying to make sure that we weren't pulling a Texas in, trading the same draft pick twice. So I don't know if you saw um, in the SHL draft, Texas actually traded the same draft pick twice. So they got penalized, um, and I think it's their third round pick next season that they had to forfeit. Oof. Man, that's rough. <laughs> Especially since you know what's coming up next season. Right. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, that hurts. I mean, honestly, for SHL teams, I'd almost be willing to sideline a lot of this season, like this most recent draft, in order to get better picks for next season's draft, because you know how good it's going to be. The, the, the weird thing is, is the reason it was so good for the Jays is because of a lot of SHL GMs recreated. But then once those SHL GMs are ready to go to the SHL draft. They have to draft themselves. Yeah, I guess that's true. So there's, there's going to be a little bit of the, the mystery taken out there. But still, the reason this draft was so hard is because we had so many quality recreates and so many quality first gens. Yeah, well, there's there's just a ton of ISFL guys that aren't new to sim leagues. So, yeah. As long as they don't pull a frost, they could be really valuable. <laughs> Is there any uh surprises or disappointments that you saw in the Jays draft, Lev? Uh unfortunately I didn't get to watch the draft too much. I had some family obligations, but I only know about Vancouver's picks and I was super surprised. So see keegan i think you know pipeline jokes aside it's just gonna make for a better locker room and jay experience having a gm you know on the team um and i think it's just gonna make the transition to edmonton better later on and you know all around just a good valuable pick um the other two three guys we got have been pretty active in the locker room already. Uh, they've asked questions in our build discussion chat. And it's just kind of like refreshing. Like the season hasn't even started yet. Preseason hasn't even started yet. And they seem pretty invested. So I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, draft is a really fun time because it's, it's kind of easy to have like this little sleepy period between the end of the season and draft like nothing really happens and you just kind of get lulled to sleep and then you add these new people to the locker room and all of a sudden you're all pumped and ready to go for the season again mm -hmm. i like it it's a lot of fun i agree what about you ryan uh yeah i mean i didn't watch the draft i mean we both we all know that i've been awake for less than less than 45 minutes now so <laughs> nothing like 18 hours of sleep to really put things in perspective but i'm excited to have new rookies i'm excited to uh be a 425 senior player over keegan so i can give him crap for i don't know being a rookie or something i don't know and uh, 
you know, I'm in our Discord actually right now, just kind of looking around, and I see it's popping off still at 2 o'clock in the morning, so that's pretty exciting. Yeah, I, I'm really happy with our locker room in general. We actually just have people from all over the world in our locker room, and it's it's cool to see all these different kinds of people just kind of getting together over one shared focus. And I don't even know anything about hockey. <laughs> That's the fun thing, especially like with all these ISFL guys. A lot of them don't even really care about hockey. They're just in there for the Sim League experience. And then eventually everyone just kind of starts caring about the same thing and it's cool. Um, outside of draft, uh, we still have the typical off-season activities, uh, like the fantasy leagues. Um, how are your guys' fantasy drafts going? Uh, so, go ahead, Ryan. Um, I was gonna say, not bad. Uh, we're almost at our third full round of picks, so. Things are moving pretty good here in my league. Uh, definitely not super confident in any of my picks yet, so that's fun. You learned nothing last season? Uh, I prioritized some good defensemen, and that's not true. I took, I took Theo because, I mean, I, I couldn't not. He was available, and he's been consistently one of the best forwards. Yeah. Yeah, you'd be a fool not to take Theo. But I've got uh I've got Valentine Kelsch whatever the hell as my <laughs> uh as my defenseman and I took Keith Lee. He looks like he could be a new up and comer. He did pretty okay. He did pretty decent and he had no regression, so Nice. I'm happy for happy for that option. Uh, only one goalie's gone so far, so I think I'm taking a goalie in the next round. This next pick, it'll be mine here in a minute. Yeah, I think fourth round is probably the best round to take a goalie in. Yeah, I was looking at. So I have a, a sheet comparing last season and two seasons ago stats, and I definitely feel like I want to get a goalie before too long because there's actually like a hundred point difference between like the top four and the rest of the goalies yeah it's gonna be really hard to predict this season though but i feel like that's all of fantasy not just goalies yeah yeah maybe goalies suck this year because skaters got better even if they turn the sliders down yeah how about you lev yeah i still have no idea what i'm doing so I've kind of just been, <laughs> you know, listening to your advice. But uh, I have three of my picks in so far. Um, like I said last week, my I got lucky with first pick in my group. So I took Lyle Odeline the third, as you do. Um, second and third, I took uh, Boris, Boris Poroshenko, the forward. And Carl Strassi Scholes. I probably butchered both of those names, so I apologize. Um, <laughs> and looks like it's getting pretty close to coming back to my picks again. So pretty soon here, I gotta start thinking about what to take. And by that, I mean I need to ask you guys what I should take. <laughs> I have actually. I was the first round pick, so. Um... I started round five already, so I only have one more pick left to go. Oh, you guys are flying. Yeah. I'll be the last pick, so. Um, uh, I picked Boris Poroshenko, Matt Colin, um, Lyle Odeline. I've got the Hamilton Steelhawks as my goalie. I don't know how... I think I might have reached on that a bit because I think I was the first person to pick a goalie. They were the best goalie last year by a lot, though. 
They were, but they've also lost quite a bit with the expansion draft. Yeah. But I I think even if they're not the best, they're not going to be bad. So I don't feel too bad about it. And then I picked up Zlatan Ibrahim, Ibrahimovic Jr. Because um, he's a 1800 ish defender who just got taken over to Montreal and I don't think Montreal is going to have a a very strong start so if there's anything I've learned with Lyle Odeline it's that good defensemen on bad teams are fantasy heaven (laughs) (laughs) so I'm hoping that rings true twice God, if you get another 10 fantasy TP, I swear I'm going to be so pissed. <laughs> we'll start the campaign to end fantasy TP. <laughs> Even if I, I mean, win. That's, that's been started a long time ago. Yeah, but I'll, I'll take it to the next level. I'll get savage. I'll find out, like, start <laughs> calling people. <laughs> I don't know why you're mad. You guys are... We're all on the same team. Ryan's just mad that he's worse at everything than me. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. You'd think I'd find one thing. Just one thing that I could be better at. But no, it just never works that way. (laughs) I think you're better at sleeping. Yeah. I don't know. I mean... Steven only Depends on how you hours. define better. <laughs> like, Ryan takes 18 hours of sleep, and I take six. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm better <laughs> at sleeping longer, but he's definitely more efficient. Wow, a pick just um, came in while we were talking. <laughs> Chicago Syndicate goalie has been picked in my draft. I think that's who I should have picked first because Chicago just got moved over to an easier conference yeah Toronto and Chicago are both off the table in my I I feel like those are the clear one and two I just I don't know why I picked Hamilton but hopefully it doesn't bite me and now you got me second guessing my Hamilton pick maybe I take Texas instead I feel like they'll all be pretty similar. Um, And then we had uh, training camp posted just after the draft, too. I actually completely forgot about training camp. Yeah, so did I. (laughs) Unexpected TPE. Yeah, it's a huge chunk. And I feel like I've forgotten about it every season now. And it just pops up, and it's just like, oh, yeah, that's basically an entire coaching for free. Did you guys get 18 this year? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. But, I mean, it's still pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like this week I've gained like 100 TPE between coaching, training camp, predictions. Yeah, I have a lot to claim still, actually. I was just over 500, or I was at 500 before training camp, so. Uh, I mean, this is why you're all, like, everyone's capped before going into their second season. Just because, yeah. like, if you aren't capped, it's because you didn't do anything. Right. Like, you almost Even then, you'll to... still be pretty close. Right. You almost don't even have to do a lot to be capped right now. Like, 50 yeah, points I mean... is just from basically existing. The training camp, you just post high in there and you get 
free like 24 points. Right. Yeah. But yeah, I've gained like 69 TV in the past like two days. And I still have mock coming in. I still have the championship week posts coming in. Yeah. It stacks up really fast. Um, and then outside of that, we still got the WJC and the IIHF going on. Um, I know me and Lucas are in the same uh, grouping, but we're on very opposite ends of that group. <laughs> what grouping are we in? Uh, we're in the group B. Um, it's mean, so I'm in Team Sweden, you're in Young Guns. We're I basically mean, in the same division. You guys aren't really on opposite ends. You're actually only, like, one standing apart. Yeah, it tightened up a little bit today. Um, sort of. <laughs> oh, yeah. The top three are tied at 23 points. Yeah. But hey, Young Guns is doing better than North America. Yeah. Young yeah, Guns think... pulled out two wins today out of two games. Our two first wins. <laughs> One of those was the first win of the franchise. Yeah. I feel like you guys actually haven't been doing that bad. <laughs> um. I mean, it's to be expected. It's an entire team full of rookies. Um, yeah. But you guys have actually been performing pretty decently, all things considered. Yeah, I mean, they're all people at like 300 TPE or lower because any of the good rookies just got kept on the team they were. Yeah. Are you saying I'm not a good rookie, right? I'm saying you were 300 TPE. <laughs> Yeah, I'm happy we didn't just roll over and die. It's nice to see us, you know, put up some points. And I mean, if you look on the opposite end, uh, Young Guns have six points with two wins. On the opposite group, uh, both British Isles and United States have ten points. And they don't have any excuses, so... That's fair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the British Isles, they just... What do they expect? And I feel like even if so, Group B is World, Finland, Sweden, Young Guns, and North America. Um, I think even outside of this group, World, Finland, and Sweden are the three strongest teams in the WJC. So the Bold fact that you have the three there. strongest teams against the two weakest teams just makes the the group pretty lopsided. I think if the Young Guns was in Group A, they would have a lot more than six points. I think we don't get it. But that's just how it goes. Speaking as a Group A representative, it's a, it's a pretty competitive group over here. Yeah, it's definitely not as lopsided as ours. But right now, uh, Ucork and... I love saying Ucork, by the way. <laughs> uh, Ucork and Dotch are tied for first with 19 points, but Dotch is one game short, so that's our chance to catch up. And overall, it's been pretty uh, it's been pretty exciting. I like that the games are later, so I get to actually see them. Because I'm not normally sleeping during the game times. Man, what are you even doing on that team? I just looked at your stats. You have one point. Yeah, I'm. so I'm on the fourth line, and literally the mentality is that my line is all puck possession and control. We don't really score anything. We just don't get scored on is our primary goal. <laughs> I 
mean, that checks out. You have one point, you're plus zero. Yeah, no, they uh were basically like, hey, we want you to hold this line. And I'm like, hey, I've done that before. And they're like, win face-offs, keep puck control. And it's just like, Macris the Tater Jaeger at your service. <laughs> like, I've been watching some of these, and like, my face-off win percentage is stupid still. <laughs> like, I'd love to see it. Like earlier, at one point, it was like 82% face-off win percentage. And it's like, wow, I'm just going Nuts. against other fourth lines and just fucking always winning. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I haven't watched a lot of the IHF, um, but I will note that it is statistically impossible for Canada to make it outside of the round robin which is wild because they got the gold medal last season. So they're not even making it into playoffs. Well, that's pretty harsh. Yeah, their group other, is bigger. Other than that, I don't really have a ton of great input on the IHF. How's Germany doing? Fourth right now in their division? That's not bad. I'm pretty sure... Yeah, I think the cutoff for playoffs is the fourth. Four teams in each group. Oh. Man, I am not getting so, any points or money or anything from these predictions, am I? <laughs> That's what I get for not picking Sweden. Oh, it looks like there's no way for... Oh, no, there is a way for Germany to get in. Because I forgot that uh, in the international tournament rules... A win in regulation is three points. Oh, okay. So, a win in regulation is three points, a win in overtime is two points, and a loss in overtime is one point. Okay. So, Germany has to win, and I don't know if they have the tiebreaker against Japan or not. I don't, I don't know what the actual tiebreaker is, but it would all depend on that. Oh, I thought you said the top four teams in each one go. Oh yeah, you're right. So, so they have to win and have the, or hope that. I don't know. They just have to get one point because Finland's already done with their games. Yeah, they just have to get one point in this next game. And even if not, it looks like they might have the tiebreaker on Finland. I don't know. They have a very impactful final day of games for the IHF round robin. They have a pretty tight race there. Another surprising thing is that Great Britain is currently sitting at fifth. And Great Britain is another perennial contender. They just about always medal. So it'll be pretty surprising if both Canada and Great Britain don't even get into the playoffs. Yeah, but then we get to make fun of Tom. <laughs> right. So I guess now we get to the fun part of the show where we get to make wild predictions and be ridiculously biased homers. Oh, 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 wait. Before we get to that, I just want to take uh, take a moment to talk about the award show that's going to be tomorrow that I'm pretty excited for, because I'm in it. <laughs> you are up for the uh, most sportsmanlike, correct? Correct. And this yeah, is gonna I can't be... vote for that. <laughs> this will be the last <laughs> season that there will be a most sportsmanlike award. Ooh. So I feel like my I don't have competition. Also, I don't know how I ended up in this award and who actually nominates people for this, but... I'm pretty sure that just goes off of penalty minutes. Oh. That's why they're not doing it anymore after this season. 
because it was just an award that nobody has any control over. Well, I mean, you don't have a lot of control over most of these things. Yeah, but penalties are especially random in That's FHM. True. God, I was so close to a perfect season. <laughs> uh, yeah, we can actually talk about the award show a little bit because we have a pretty strong Vancouver representation there. Um, I saw Olaf was nominated as the goalie of the season. Yeah. And Which best rookie. Great. Because, like, if you look at the competition, he sticks out like a sore thumb there. Yeah. It's like Vincent Mediator and Janu Rosjak and then Olaf Karsiko. And both Vincent and Janu are, I think they're both aging out of the Jays this season and moving up to the SHL. And then Olaf's a rookie. So there's drastically different experience levels there. Just goes to show how good of a season Olaf had. He really did have a good season, especially splitting that playing time with Arcs. I think yeah. it's really impressive the numbers that he put up. He's got thrown to the wolves and then actually flourished. Yeah. It's like fucking beat those wolves with a stick. <laughs> and then we've got uh for the rookie of the year we've got Olaf nominated again. And NBA. And they put Latrell in there, but I think it's just because they didn't want to put three whalers in there, because I think Love was definitely more deserving of a nomination than than Latrell. But I think it's it also doesn't really matter all that much because it's NBA's award. Like if it's anyone but NBA we riot. Yeah. Yeah. The numbers <laughs> he put up as a defenseman is just insane. I mean like just all around his advanced stats were great. He had such amazing presence both offensively and defensively i don't know i i really both olaf and latrell did great but i think it has to go to nba yeah like they better have a damn good reason if it's anyone but nba and even if they do i don't believe them yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's like well guess i'm earning my media by just flaming this thing Oh, I've got my Thunderdome post ready already. <laughs> but yeah, it should be a fun award show. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, I feel like it's just something fun to do anyways. Like, it's off season, nothing really matters. Hey, cool, an award show. Like, cool. Yeah, for sure. Um... So now we get to the part of the show where we get to be ridiculous homers and make wildly wrong predictions. Oh, man. Can, um, do you remember what I said last season? Sort of. So I think it was probably pretty close to what I said last season, and it couldn't have been more wrong. Where we were, <laughs> we were like, I want to be realistic, and like, when I say that we're coming for the cup, that might be a little unrealistic. So I'm going to say that we're coming for that fucking cup. And yeah. we were like super pumped and like homering it up, <laughs> and then yeah. So I definitely want to be more realistic this season, and um, say that we're going to win the fucking cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a pretty well thought out and reasonable statement there, Stephen. <laughs> um. But honestly, I think homerism aside, uh, we're definitely going to be a top four team this season. And when you get into the top four, it's you've got a pretty equal shot at winning the cup. Is, Col- is Kelowna bad yet? Is that a thing? Are they still good? I think 
Kelowna traded away a bunch of pieces during the draft. I think they're committing to the retool. Okay. I think they're they got their cup and they're they're gonna spend all year polishing that and not worry about how they're doing in the season. That's good. I wanna smack some boats around really. I would also like to smack some boats around. Um, <laughs> but to be realistic, I feel like our big competitor is going to be Newfoundland this season. Yeah, Newfoundland definitely uh, picked up a couple of 425 players during the draft in trades. Uh, so it's pretty obvious that they're buying in and trying to extend their window. Um, I have to think that they're the favorite this season. But we're going to be right up there with them. Man, a Vancouver-Newfoundland finals? Oh, it would <laughs> be so great. I feel like we'd all we live really for. like that. Other than that, like, I can't really think of who the top teams are going to be outside of Newfoundland and uh, Vancouver. I mean, I think Quebec City is probably going to look pretty good. It, their rookies hung around. They weren't necessarily all great, but they had a lot. And they're all going to be 350. So they're not going to have 425s, but I see them being like pretty solid with their 350 core. So I wouldn't be surprised if they fall similar to where they were last season, but like definitely scary. I think Anchorage barely lost anything, so they're going to be right up there too. Yeah, did they end up, I mean, they lost their goalie to becoming a wing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, their goalie the entire season was barely above 200 TPE, so I guess what does it really matter? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I gave their goalie, like, 7th or 8th in the, or no, maybe I gave him 6th in my MVP chart. Yeah. So, like, as a goalie, he did a lot for that team. I mean, he did a medium amount for that team, but... Yeah, I think as a goalie, generally your stats are just a reflection of your team, which is another reason why Olaf had such an impressive season, because if his stats were a reflection of our team, then his stats should have been a lot worse. Yeah. I mean, they were a reflection of our team, but they were the reflection of how much our team was not protecting him. <laughs> I'm uh, excited to see the update scale changes with this season. Like, I'm I'm hyped for preseason just to see if there's any like significant impact. Yeah, yeah I'm looking at all these uh, rookie builds. I was just, I'm like looking at them. I was like, "Wow, your rookie build looks a lot like my 350 build did." <laughs> like they're just coming into the league with all these 12s and 13s. Yeah, it's definitely gonna make them more impactful. Yeah. Speaking of builds, how do you guys feel about your 425 build? I'm pretty excited for it. I'm glad that I got a complete restructure because I was all in on the the point shooter sniper from the blue line kind of build and I found out that it just doesn't work in the Jays at least. It might work in the SHL, but it does not work in the Jays. It's so over I... the net. <laughs> So that's, I have transitioned into more of a two-way defenseman. So I can actually just be more of a playmaker and kind of just an all-arounder. I still have a bit of an offensive focus, but I'm not completely all in on it now. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad that we we actually were kind of on the same page there of like enabling. Cause I mean, Macris has always been an enabler. That's kind of always been my idea for a character. And so 
like I sort of fell into screening as like my what I was doing because it was working. But now that I've kind of had a chance to retool a little bit, I am fully on to the setting people up, controlling the puck, and making people cry. <laughs> How are you uh, feeling about your 350 build? I am very excited. Um, so not only do I get the huge jump in TBE, but also with the update, like it just seems like an explosive change. Um, so I think I mentioned it last week, but I'm kind of leaning into a sniper build with a like just heavy goal scoring mindset. Um, so I went pretty offensive uh, with a lot of points and getting open, shooting accuracy, and offensive read. Um, really evened out a lot of my physical ratings. So I'm excited to see what kind of impact that will have. And then uh, a few select points in defensive ratings. So I'm not completely useless on our side of the ice. But yeah. it's, uh, I'm excited to see how it turns out. Another great thing is that um, basically all the rookies that we drafted uh, came into the locker room once we drafted them and just immediately found the build discussion channel and um, we're basically just like, hey, here's what I have in mind. Does this drive with what the team needs? Mm -hmm. And like they're all very willing to kind of shift some points around here and there. So I feel like we actually have a very cohesive team. We don't have like 12 forwards that all want to be goal scorers or something. We have a lot of pieces that actually complete a puzzle instead of just a bunch of corner pieces. Wow, I like the puzzle analogy. <laughs> I'm pretty excited about it because I, I feel I feel like a lot of teams just have a bunch of people that just want to be the guy. And then you have all those people and none of them set each other up. And like one of them will pull ahead during the season. And they'll probably show up on the season leaderboards and stuff. But the rest of the team just isn't doing that great. Mm -hmm. Whereas we might not have a prominent impact on the leaderboards individually, but I think we'll be much better as a team. Yeah, I'm pretty excited. I think this is really what I enjoy about simulation hockey so much is the start of a new season is such a great feeling. And we get that like, every 10 weeks or so that's pretty cool yeah it's like all other sports you have to wait a year for a new season you know or not like a year but several months of the off season before a new season starts and our off season's three weeks you know like yeah and especially in the jays um growth is pretty quick and it's very easy to notice whereas like if you're just following one of your professional teams you can find out in the first three weeks of competition you're like oh no we suck again guess i'll wait till next season to check back in whereas we can start and we'll be like oh no we suck again and then by the end of the season we're taking the number one seed to six games yeah and even when we lose it's like all right well guess we'll try again in a couple weeks yeah so i i'm really excited for the season i i think we got everything that we wanted in the draft our team's shaping up really well we have almost a completely active roster um Everything's great in Vancouver. I'm pretty happy about it. Yeah. It's exciting. We're going to gonna make our run again. 
the yeah. good thing is is that even if we don't get it this season our window's still wide open next season so we got whalers dynasty going on here all whales all the time the whale blizzard dynasty <laughs> We're going to start the Whale NATO. Whale NATO. Sounds like a shitty horror movie. <laughs> I mean, if Sharknado was terrifying, could you imagine a tornado full of whales? Like, sure, they're not biting you, but also they just crush everything. Yeah. But they're killer whales. I guess killer whales bite. Definitely intimidating. <laughs> think that's about all i've got this week either you guys got anything else i think that's it all right well uh it was pretty fun i'm excited for next week we can talk about what happened in the award show and uh i don't even know maybe we'll get to talk more about what's going to happen in the upcoming season i'm sure we're pretty close to preseason right yeah we've got to be so we can uh Talk about who who won the draft as far as rookies go. I'm really excited to see what, what these rookies look like after their first update. Well, For sure. Most of their first updates, and some of them have already been updated because, like, half this rookie class was at like 200 some TPE before it even got drafted. <laughs> yeah, it's a wild draft. But so that'll be fun. Come uh, come join us next week, and we'll see what's going on there. Uh, thanks, Lev, for coming and hanging out with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Hopefully you're available next week or in the near future. I'm sure we can figure it out. Yeah. Um, so aside from that, I guess uh, from all of us at Wheel Snipes Ellie, stay hockey. <laughs>